0: welcome everyone to the trail life podcast i'm your host jeff stoner and in today's episode of the trail life be prepared to be inspired motivated and energized by my next guest she is a nasm certified personal trainer a spartan obstacle course specialist a spartan group training specialist and all-round badass my guest melanie wilkerson this episode is supported by Bubs Naturals. Their mission is simple. Feel great, do good. Bubs helps fuel people to reach their maximum human potential through supplements sourced from nature's highest quality ingredients while giving 10% of all profits back to charity. Learn more about their NSF for sport certified collagen protein at BubSNaturals.com. Well, help me turn the turn in. Well, help me get it right. coach mel welcome to the trail life podcast appreciate you joining me today
1: yeah thank you sir thanks for having me
0: so i'm gonna gonna admit when i decided that uh i was gonna i wanted to interview you and you agreed to come on the podcast (laughs)
1: yeah
0: it instantly became one of my most anticipated conversations. What? Uh, yes. Yes. And uh, one, I, I, I think it's great when I've had a chance to talk with uh, a number of different trail runners and, and businesses in the trail running community. So adding on your story and some of the, the experiences you have and some of the other crossover type of events, I think yeah. is great. But you know, I, personally, I think it's amazing being that you're my coach that I see what your attitude and your energy does for those that we know
1: oh thank you sir
0: right I think it's very infectious and I think it's it's an amazing energy to be around overall so I, I wanted to get more of your backstory out there and let people know who you are and and how, you know, how it is that you contribute to this community as well. I uh, so, appreciate
1: uh, that. I appreciate you putting up with me
0: in class too. You're a Midwest kid, just like I am. So That's I, right. I, Michigan, baby. <laughs> um, so you are also a, uh, have a basketball background. Again, yes. same as me. Um, yep. So kind of take me into your backstory of growing up in Michigan, playing basketball and how that kind of turned you into like the personal training direction. And right. then how uh how that kind of leads into not only personal training but also into your uh racing experience as well. Yeah. How did how did you go from point A to point B?
1: Absolutely. I will side note, anyone listening to this that wants to uh lose to Jeff and I two on two, let us know in basketball. we we're, we're ready for you. <laughs> exactly. But um I'll I'll put Jeff in the paint. <laughs> but um but yeah, basketball is uh Definitely one of my passions, obviously along with OCR now, but I grew up playing ball and actually all sports. I have an older brother, um, so I grew up playing, you know, street hockey, roller hockey, baseball, soccer, volleyball, like everything. But basketball has always been my number one, Um, so played that through all my life. And then when we moved out here uh, to California, played ball at uh, Palomar College and then transferred up uh, to Chico State, where I actually ended up getting injured. So we could talk about some of the, the setbacks that things happen in life as well, um, but still played uh, basketball on the collegiate level along with um lacrosse and believe it or not ultimate frisbee so ultimate frisbee is one of the most running i've ever done that's intense too (laughs) so you guys uh, a lot of people should check that out but yeah so played all three sports at the collegiate level and then um i was actually training uh myself my friends my teammates my family members when i when i graduated i was like you know, I should just get paid for what I'm already doing. So that's when I um, started to, you know, get accredited through National Academy of Sports Medicine, um, along with like Schwinn Cycling and, you know, Powerlifting Association and all these different certs. Um, so that I could learn the science behind what I was already doing. Um, so you know, because one of my one of my passions as well, besides me, you know, actually participating in all these sports, is I love helping people. So I love people and I love fitness. So my goal was to bring the two things I love together uh, to positively change as many lives as possible. So that kind of led me uh, to getting certified. So and then, believe it or not, I um. It's funny because obviously you know me through MROC where uh, I put you to work and uh, I love making you sweat and all your, your hardworking teammates and, and Mike and Krista who started Mudder and Opsil Course Training Center, MROC, they're, they're amazing. Um, but before them, I actually crossed paths with another Marine. His name was also Mike and I was also the first instructor uh, that they really brought on board so kind of helped them grow an outdoor boot camp. And so he was another mentor of mine. And so um, I learned a lot of things from from both Mike's. Um, as well as you know, many coaches and, and teammates in my life. So,
0: so in your personal training experience, what, how did that lead you into doing Spartan OCR stuff? Because that's, yeah, I mean that's kind of apples and oranges when you're looking at just personal training versus right. you know, in boot camp versus you know, OCR stuff. So, what was the transition like for that?
1: So I was doing the outdoor boot camps, and then I, um, Mike and Mike and I, I reached out. I saw um, pretty much a coaching ad that they had, and we we connected everything that he was talking about uh the way that he you know mike and Krista, not don't just look at people as clients uh but actual athletes we're a family we care about you guys and that was the same thing i had um with michael nichols as well uh staff sergeant michael nichols so you know the values basically because you know i want to i don't want to just treat people like you know just another number i want it to be an actual amazing experience you know sometimes i joke joke around all the time but i always try to give you my 100 percent because it may be your guys first class (laughs) maybe my 10th class of the day, but it's your first, you know, so I always want to give you that 100%. And it kind of seemed like the values that they had and the things that they were listing, um, in terms of what they were looking for as coaches, um, you know, being knowledgeable, caring about your athletes, actually um, leading by example, all that resonated with me. So when I did link up with them, everything just seemed to click. So kind of working with Mike and Krista kind of brought me into that, you know, OCR world, um, because that's what they were doing the only gym in San Diego that that really Mm -hmm. did obstacle course training like that. So um, I will have to say I've always been you know uh, an active athlete and I love playing all sports but OCR is a different world you know the grip strength and the different obstacles Mm -hmm. and stuff so I was naturally drawn to it and then you know getting amazing leadership from Mike and Krista kind of also helped mold me into part of the coach that I am today as well so.
0: So did did you ever do any kind of being an athlete aside did you ever get into running any longer, longer distances, whether it's, you know, a 10 K half marathon. Did you, were you, did you have some experiences going into that? Because OCR, I mean, the Spartan stuff obviously is, you got a mix of trail running yeah. with the obstacles. So were, did you have any experience, you know, going into that in the first place?
1: Right. That's, that's actually funny because being a basketball player back in the day, I mean, I used to hate running unless I had a ball in my hand. <laughs> and now I'm over here training people to do, you know, half marathons and, and even ultras and, and competing in long races myself. So I did have some experience because when I got to the co- collegiate level, coaches going to make you run because they want you to be conditioned. So so I learned real quick just to start training and elevating um, my running game as well. So I did have some experience. And not definitely going into it, but not as much and not combined with having to do the obstacles. You know, you might have to run three or five miles and then be able to, you know, traverse a Z wall and get mm-hmm. on the monkey bars and then go run another two miles. So, um, so definitely it elevated my game coming into the OCR world uh, 100%. Um, but yeah, I did have some experience with that. I have a great coach, coach Jennings, one of my coaches back in the past. And he always used to say, this is what, this is actually part of the way I train now too, is do more than what's expected on game day, you know, or race day, for example. So I know that differs a little bit when you come into the long endurance races, you know, if you're going to run, a, um, you know, 15 miles, you don't necessarily have to run 15 miles a couple of days before, but mm-hmm. as far as terms of like other sports go, like if in practice we were supposed to run a mile, then please believe I'd be out there going run two or three. So come practice or whatever that game day is. I'm well prepared for that already. So
0: let me take a step back here for a second and yeah. and so your experience as a let's your experience as a college athlete and right. whether it's basketball or ultimate frisbee.
1: Or lacrosse <laughs> um, yeah.
0: or lacrosse. Or, <laughs> you know, what? I'm um, getting
1: you on ultimate too. I, I? <laughs> I, I,
0: <laughs> um, is there any carryover from what you learned in those sports to what you're you know, your OCR experience or or even your training at this point in time, like what was, what's your crossover and what your, what did you take from those sports or those coaches that you learned from there into how you, how you prepare for a, for a race or how you coach a, right. Coach a class now.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say there's carryover um, in many departments from mindset to physical ability um, to the way we train. So for example, if we're talking about, you know, even just We'll just take uh basketball, for example, or ultimate cross, you have to have sharp cuts in both of those, have good stability and agility. Same thing if you're doing a trail race, right? You know that trail is not pavement, so there's uneven ground, there's rocks and things you gotta be able to maneuver. You have to be quick on your feet, quick ground reaction force. So being able to make these good cuts and having the stability in the ankles and the knees and to be able to shift your weight and then keep on going, um, that was very important. And then as well as um, conditioning, right? Being able to sustain the movement and the activity, but then as well as is the way that you prepare for it, doing more in practice or your training than what's going to be expected of you on race or game day, and that doesn't necessarily always mean physical. You know, it could be mental. So a lot of times, what I learned and what I took into this is I'm big, and I actually learned this uh, from my mom as well who's taught me a lot of good things about power of the mind. So, you know, it's one thing to be physically talented or skilled or trained to to be physically ready. But if you don't have the mindset, if you don't believe in yourself, that's not going to happen. Same thing if you believe in yourself, but then you don't back it up with the action, right? (laughs) To physically get there. You can believe all you want, but if you're not putting in the groundwork and the sweat equity, then that's not going to take place either. So I've really learned um, both as an athlete and as a coach to combine the two. And when you physically put in the work, and back it up with massive action and you mentally Tag team that man. That is powerful. You are unstoppable. So I've really learned to kind of combine the two. That's what I like to steal in you guys as athletes. Um, whether someone's you know first time coming back to the gym and they have to believe in themselves that they can do this, yeah. or if they're trying to win a podium and get that first place. Either way, whatever your goals are, whatever's important to you, you have to combine both a positive mental attitude along with massive action. So that's one of the main things I've learned for sure.
0: Nice. Yeah, I've I've always felt that there's. I mean, you know, whether it's your successes or failures in. Any right. sport that you do, I mean, it definitely can carry over to how you train for, you know, something else as well. So it's, right. so I, I love hearing that. I love seeing it come from other people as well. So one of the things that, uh you know, as far as, <laughs> no, and no, I was going to get into is like, there's a lot of crossover when it comes to, you know, we've already referenced, you know, OCR versus trail running, but then there's a, this other small segment that crosses over even a little further and that's the Epic series, which is,
1: I oh,
0: a yeah. So I, I want you to kind of give a little bit of a background, you know, what the Epic series is really quick because you're, you're pretty. You're pretty big in the Epic Series world here, Mel. Seven, <laughs> I'm, seven I'm out all right. Eight I try to do good things.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, if you could just break down the Epic Series a little bit and and your experiences in that, and how that kind of relates to either OCR or even trail running, because again, Epic is not a lot of running, but it's a lot of physical stuff. So, you know, some of the people that we've talked to, coaches we've talked to uh, beforehand, trail runners also need to have the strength side of things as well right and the endurance aspect of it so it kind of like again it crosses over a little bit with OCR and with trail running so I'd love to hear your the experiences of, of how epic and what it is and and how trail runners you know could you know could benefit from looking into doing a competition like this
1: right 100% I definitely um think there's crossover and it can help both athletes, you know, doing OCR will definitely help trail runners just as, you know, going on longer runs will help those that are in the OCR community, um, or other sports. So Epic is kind of like, um, it's like Spartan. It's another obstacle course, uh, race, but it varies in the sense that there's more of a strength component, um, as opposed to going out and running miles on miles on miles. So it's about, uh, three mile course, but it's like jam packed. It's back to back. Basically Uh, your heart rates up the whole time. If you're, (laughs) if you're competing, Um, but you also have the side of things, just like any other obstacle course race, there's always an open division. So those that, you know, maybe are doing trail running, but don't necessarily want to um, compete right away, or, you know, that isn't their main focus by all means, they can still do the race. Um, do it at their own pace, choose what, you know, weight of obstacles they want to do and so forth. However, comma, <laughs> if you are racing, uh, at the elite level, then it is pick up the pace red line. Basically, you're doing different things from burpees and box jumps, you know, sh- uh, shrugging Atlas stones over your shoulders, scaling walls, um, balance, op- balance obstacles, um, activating your core with planks, uh, throwing weights around, push presses and deadlifts and tire flips. So all this stuff is combined. And basically there's two different components, the OCR portion, which is the majority of the obstacles. And then you have a shorter version, which is the next strength component where they're introducing uh, the powerlifting and, you know, flipping tires and, you know, sandbags and whatnot. So basically what they do is they combine those two times um, to see who's the fastest. You know, and and the strongest and has the the overall athletic ability uh, to get it done. So it's a fantastic race. Another thing that I love about it, um, which is just like Spartan, is it's a huge community. Just like we're a family at the gym, same thing when you go to these races. So you can can, can cheer on, you know, everyone that you know, even people that you don't. I just love the fact that we're all surrounded. We can motivate each other. We can learn from each other. So yeah, I've had the privilege of entering into these races and taking uh, first place seven times. The first time I did not uh, make the podium. So that was a learning experience as well. I'm sure you're gonna grill me on that, um, but but after that, I definitely picked up picked up my game and have had the privilege of uh, being undefeated uh, ever since. So.
0: what I love about. You know the communities we work in, right? Is trail running, OCR, and, and even Epic are great communities. They've got a great demographic, you know, behind them. Why I do what I do as well is like I love being able to build a community around it. Like, what's your timeline as far as an Epic event? Like, are you how are you out there for? Is it full full bore for thirty minutes? Is it a is it an hour? What, well, what, what, well, the goal what is, is,
1: what is uh, for me it's trying to be under twenty in the OCR. And again, sometimes it changes depending on uh, where the venue is. Like if you're going to be running in sand, you know your time is going to be a little bit different, a little (laughs) bit slower. Uh, Than if you're you're charging pace through through wet grass or but yeah as, as fast as I can get so it's about you know like 20 minutes or less and then the second portion is um, where you're dealing with the you know clean and press and the deadlift and pulling a truck um, that goal is to get you know as close to five minutes as you can now that can be yeah. anywhere between five to how long,
0: ten. How, how big's the truck? <laughs> hey,
1: listen here, Jeff Just because you drive around with a big old truck that looks legit, you know, you should you should donate your truck. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's definitely, we're gonna get you. You're gonna do the next epic race with me. You and me, <laughs> front and center. But um, it's um, the next one would be, you know, anywhere. It's basically capped at 15 minutes, is the second portion. So yeah. you're trying to get it done as fast as you can. A lot of power output, and you're just going as hard as you can. So it's really cool um, because even if you're, like I said, it's good to have this carry over because it makes you a well-rounded athlete so doing other sports just like when I did basketball having quick feet and quick hands helped me an ultimate to block the frisbee or making strong cuts on lacrosse same thing when you're doing trail running if you have if you've had experience you know making you know finding different ways to push yourself even if it's not just physical even though there is a big physical carryover and having the strength in your legs and being able to navigate trail but having the um what should I say experience with dealing with different situations that come up and being able to overcome that's going to carry over into your sport that you're usually good at you know
0: yeah so i i you're yeah you called it i'm gonna come back to oh
1: here you heard
0: the first time
1: and that was a great talk guys have a beautiful day
0: (laughs) (laughs) um you you enter into the this is the first time you've entered into an epic series right like right never never done this before so you you get in you didn't podium yeah and what was the what was your mindset knowing full like like, hey, I put in all this time and energy, and and not to podium. And how does that drive you to your next epic, you know, event? How does like, what's what's the mindset?
1: Domination. I'm, in- I'm coming <laughs> at you. Um. So yeah. So me and. Uh, My tag team partner, Ro, Rashad, a lot of you guys know her. Um, So basically when we finished that race, well, actually there's a couple things that happened in that race that I can, so what we like to do when we're done, one of my mentors also taught me this, he was in the Marines. As soon as we finish a workout or in this case, a race, we have like a little hot wash. Like we we group together and we figure out, okay, what went really good? What do we like? What was, what Mm -hmm. can we duplicate? And then what are some things that we need to hold ourselves accountable on that we can improve to make adjustments? I remember I didn't even, I knew I didn't do my best race that time. And I knew I didn't come in first but I definitely thought I was at least on the podium and when I didn't hear my name after the three names, oh gut check oh coach Mel, I was, I was standing there like, but obviously I'm still happy for everyone you know, you congratulate everyone, you have to give people credit where credit is due, but inside, oh it was turmoil, so I remember we were sitting in the back of her Jeep everybody else had drove off and we are just game planning, like what in the world happened, so I learned a couple things during that race and one was yes, uh, could have prepared a little bit better when it came to the strength portion at the time, we didn't put as much time into the bar bell work, um, so I had to take ownership of that. But another thing was check the ego. I had to check my ego. And I don't necessarily mean ego in the sense like, oh, you think you're better than everyone else, because you know, I'm always humble in that regard. Now, I do think I'm the best, but I also want you to think you're the best. You, know, you have to go in with that mentality. <laughs> Um, So I'm definitely going to boost everyone up around me, um, but please believe I will be taken first. That's always my mindset. You have to have that mindset going in. But what I realized is during one of those races, someone was, you know, trying to pump us up like, oh, because there's a difference between the male weight and the female weight. Uh, when it comes to the races you know so someone was trying to pump us up like oh you should definitely do the male weight you should do the male weight you know and so in my mind I'm like well absolutely I can do the male weight and so (laughs) so you know when I came up to the obstacle I ended up doing um a couple of the male weights when it came to that and did I get it done yeah but did that help me in the long run no like good job coach Mel I did the male weight but guess what everyone else that we're going against is not doing that way (laughs) they're doing the female weight
0: so, your ego kind of did get to you right there.
1: Oh, yeah. Call me out. It's all right. I need it. So, yes. So, in a <laughs> sense, yeah, it did. Um, I didn't necessarily plan on doing it, but that mail weight was handed to me. So, it wasn't like I purposely was like, oh, I should do this because I can. It was just, you know, that's where I was guided to. But at the same time, instead of checking my ego and saying, no, everyone else is probably going to do the other way, I just went for it. So, well, and it, and, and, the, and the crazy things, the irony is, is once you do that weight, yeah, you still tackle it. And even if you do it on a good time, you're still going to be more exhausted than had you did a lighter weight. So then it affects you for further obstacles. You know, what I kind of learned was, you know, don't worry about what other people are saying or thinking or doing like if you're going, yes, if you're strong enough to do a specific weight, great. But when it comes down to a race, comes down to competition, if everyone else is, you know, going to do a specific weight, then just do that weight, because that's what you're being measured up against. Um, So kind of ended up biting me in the long run. But again, like I said, it wasn't just that it was also we should have prepared more when it came to barbells, I should have had more sleep before the race, um, whether I was so excited or whatnot. But I would say, um, definitely learned that aspect. So now when it comes to even just other things in my life, you know, you can still use these lessons. And carry that on to other aspects of your life when it comes to check the ego or preparation. Um, Now I've kind of focused on um, this is what I like to do with you guys. And it kind of reminded me, put as much structure in place. To eliminate as much failure as possible so now when it comes to the training you know i'm well prepared do everything i need to do um you'll even see me before the night before the race i'm visualizing exactly what i'm gonna do how i'm <laughs> gonna do it so um things don't always work out that way but you have to visualize that comes back to the power of the mind so yeah so i will i've learned a couple lessons along the way i like to, to help you guys with that out in class as well when it comes to coaching and just kind of remind you of the lessons i've learned and um and we can continue to, to elevate each other
0: getting into okay you, you don't podium your first time around you come back you're thanks you're, jeff i, I, I think I, established I so, sometimes i just like to drive it home with you mel sometimes <laughs>
1: thanks appreciate that you come hey. to class later right Payback <laughs> right is on <laughs>
0: yeah um going into your second event i mean are you you're seeing the same i'm assuming you're seeing the same competitors
1: a lot of them some, uh, some a are
0: lot of the same yeah. same competitors so the the women that podiumed in front of you did mm-hmm. did, were they in that same event and how did that you know dr- kind of drive you to be like all right it's on i'm not you know i'm not losing this time around like what was your mindset going into that second time around like okay what what do i need to do to beat to beat those three women right, and right. Just, you know um, obviously obviously are, we talked about some of that. them
1: Yeah, for sure. Some of them were, some of them weren't. Um, Actually, at that point, from then on, like, the my well, part of the reason why it also hit so hard is because that was one of my first races, and I'm the coach, and there is a little bit of a a high standard that we hold ourselves to, but at the same time, a good coach will learn from their mistakes, from their lessons, and then be able to, you know, progress from there, so... It's ironic that you said talking about uh, the next race, because the way that we had trained and planned and, and stepped up our game not only improved, but even our mindset and energy. So much so to the point that at the very next race, when Ro and I are walking out of the car to the race, some random stranger walks by us, you know, from the parking lot and said, champs are here. Like, he could literally feel our energy. And that was, that was exactly <laughs> what took place at the very next race. I took uh, first and first. Uh, Rochelle was second. And literally, we had just dominated the, the entire race. And, like, it's so much that our energy just exuded that. I think it goes back to, you know, being humble about the things that we can make adjust. I always say, you know, no matter how good you are, no matter what it is in life, we can always improve. We can always make adjustments. You know, there's always going to be failures that take place in life. Um, one of my favorite quotes is, failure is inevitable but progress is optional, right? We're going to fail at something at some point in our life. Um, Michael Jordan will tell you that too. You know, he's missed a thousand shots. He's failed, you know, a thousand, even like, 20 game winners or whatnot, but these are the things that made him better. You know that made him a champion because we learn from those things. We're humble about it. We can we can make adjustments and then progress from there. So definitely had to go back to the drawing board, um, hold ourselves accountable, and then and then take massive action to, to get better. So yeah, that definitely. And then ever since then, from that second race on, um, I've just been on a mission. And I'll tell you guys, I love motivating. I love cheering people on. I'll tell you right to your face, there's a spot on the podium next to me, uh, but I'm taking first. <laughs>
0: All right, I'm gonna switch gears for just a quick minute. Um, I want to talk run clinics and because we've already established MROC is an OCR gym. But I think one of the coolest things you do is you provide different clinics for your athletes. Go and speak on your on the run clinics you provide and how those clinics help runners become Better with their form
1: yeah we, we love putting on these clinics um, especially because you don't really think about it most people just go out and run start running or someone gets them involved but if you think about it running actually is a skill right so that's what we try to teach people um, when when they come out to our clinics you know we actually get to spend time outside of class and can break things down we don't even begin running in the beginning because we want to actually go over you know different techniques form um, as well as other things outside of that shoes hydration um, so all these these things all these different components come into play but but yeah definitely so we kind of break it down as far as because if you think about if someone goes out and they're running and they don't have proper form think about how many thousands of steps that they're you know all that wear and tear that they're putting on on their joints and and their knees and everything so if you can learn how to run properly while leading with the balls of the feet you know arm position I like to say your hands should be light like you have chips in your hands chips hips and nips Got that from uh, my cross-country uh, teammates back in college. I was playing ball. They're cross-country. I used to go out on runs with them. And as a basketball player, you only run as far as you need to. <laughs> so we will go out. And these are like national pole vaulters, national cross-country at Pacheco State. We'll go out for like, you know, after like the fifth mile. I'm like, all right, I'll see you guys at home. And they have like 10 more miles to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so chips, sips and nips. Arms should be going front to back, you know, ear to pocket instead of across the body where you're wasting energy or changing your gait. You know, we should relax the shoulders. Um, head position. So there's all these all these different things that come into play. Um, and then we also go into mobility, different tools that you can do uh, to get, you know, knots out and take care of your body in ways that we really usually don't think of. We just get up and run. So all these things come into play, especially if you're going to be putting on mileage um, and how, you know, leading with the balls of the feet, you should be running downhill the same way you're running up. A lot of people nowadays will heel strike, heel first, and then all that impact goes straight up, you know, to the shins, to the knees, to the hips. Um, so we try to get them to run light on the feet. So we take, you know, anywhere from like two to three hours, break all this down, video use so that you can actually see differences from the beginning um, to the end of the clinic, as well as let people know you're not going to walk out of here or run out of here, no pun intended, exactly perfect, right? It takes a <laughs> long time uh, to get this done. So it takes practice working different drills. Um, so that brings me back to the point that running is a skill. Um, so no matter if you're doing trail running, if they're doing an OCR race or just running up and down the basketball court or a field, uh, we need to take time uh, to put these, these tools into place. And then I just wanted to touch on, you know, some of the core values that that we've kind of built as a community here at MROC. You know, we have four main ones, um, respect the process, uh, inspire others, are willing and relentless, and then we own our success. So within each of these uh, four core values, um, there's there's different subcategories, you know, kind of goes back to check the ego is one. Um, And, you know, we celebrate every win, kind of having a positive mindset, different things. So there's all these different layers that go to them. But um, I really think that's important because not just Just in the gym, in the physical setting, but also um, when it comes to life, you know, that's the cool thing about fitness is that different things that you go through besides, you know, working out stress or, you know, elevating the way you feel, the way your body looks or how you feel. Like Mm -hmm. all these things can then be applicable um, to your career or to your family life, you know, inspiring others. And, you know, I have a woman, I trained someone who, she's amazing, but she was running through trails um, for about... Well, for a long time, but then a, a, a fellow stopped her and said, you know, I just want to thank you so much. I've been watching you for over a year. He had gone oh, through an injury and he was at his house. Yeah. He'd be watching he was, he had seen her run by his house for over a year. And he was finally to the point where he could get out and he started getting the trails and he just said, I want to thank you. Um, you have never seen me before, but I want to let you know that you motivated me to now get up and get going. And I thought that was so powerful is that she's going about her oh, business. That's cool. It's, isn't that crazy? Like she's finding a way to motivate herself to get out on the trails, not knowing that she is inspiring yeah. someone else who she has never even met. And that is so true with so many members at our gym and other gyms and locations is yeah. that, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to, you know, find a way to get to the gym. Or, you know, there's a lot of things uh, that are telling you that you don't want to show up that day. You know, you're tired, you're sore, uh, a bee flew by your window, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> there's going to be a ton of reasons. Uh, they're going to try to convince you not to go. But if you can find one reason, just look at in the mirror and find one reason why you should show up then you know not only are you impacting your life but you can also be inspiring others you know and then respect the process that goes you know to the point of you have to put in the work you know like i said before not just mentally but also physically you know um when it came to the barbell training i should have been doing more so i had to respect the process that i had to put in more work with that definitely have and then you see uh you know you reap the rewards um when it comes to that everyone wants things to happen immediately like that you know there's different components of fitness muscular strength muscular endurance you know flexibility um total body composition. Everyone wants the last one. They want to feel good, look good, <laughs> but they don't want to put in the first four, you know? Yeah. So you have to respect the process and understand that things are going to take time, you know? Um, so that's, that's really big. You don't want to injure yourself. You want to do it the right way. You know, don't compensate for him for speed. So just respect the journey, enjoy it, right? It's a process that that's a blessing that we have right now is being able to get up and, um, and show up. You know, I talk to you guys about this all the time, but some people don't even have the ability to wait to get up and put their feet on the floor and get to the yep. gym if they want to so the fact that we do is is already a blessing so it's good good to count our blessings on that and then um and then be willing and relentless you know in the pursuit of your goals this is another thing i learned throughout my whole life as an athlete and then being a coach and just you know having amazing mentors within my family i've always taken action in my life but i had to hold myself accountable and realize i wasn't taking massive action and so that's one of the things i learned um also from from confer my confer as well as some of the books uh, that we read as coaches to elevate ourselves. Um, that's another thing. It's always good to continue learning, right? Continue yep. building that that knowledge growth. I know you're big on that as well and, and big podcasts and stuff like that that you can <laughs> learn from. Um, but be willing and relentless in the pursuit of your goals. Set a goal, write it down, visualize it, but then take massive action on it. And, and I was taking action before, but I could have been doing more. So I've stepped up my game in that department and then owning your success. You know, you have to visualize what you want, but then take ownership of it. Set a specific date when you want to get stuff done by You know, Hold yourself accountable. And If you can do those, those four things, if you can respect the process, if you can inspire others around you, celebrate, you know, every win, all the little wins, they're not always going to be big and first place podiums. You know, maybe for me, a win is, you know, standing on top of a box, holding a championship belt, but maybe for someone else, it could be showing up to the gym or going four consecutive days in the gym, whatever your win is right? Yeah. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> just getting
0: out of bed. I mean, honestly, that's, it's, sometimes it's the smallest things, you know, and that's one of my, you know, mantras is live victorious every day.
1: Yeah, uh, I love that.
0: And yeah. it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, if you're having a bad day, there's always something good to look at, like you got out of bed this morning, right. or, or you woke up, right? I mean, there's a lot of times yeah. that that's, that's, that doesn't happen. So yeah. I I, I kind of go with that. You know, that I feed that into, you know, the fitness side of things too, is you might have a bad trail run that day, but right. hey, you finished, you learn from it. You kind of understand what, what you could or couldn't do better, you know, right. and, and just, that's the way I always look at that stuff as well. So it's just find I the positive, that. find the positive in, um, in anything you do and, and turn it into something you can learn from, you know,
1: I love that hundred percent, you know, that's why, you know, live victorious every day. That's what I always like to say, give whatever your hundred percent is for that day. You know, because sometimes it's gonna be, you know, different than what it was yesterday or what you planned on it being tomorrow. So whatever your hundred percent is for that day, that's mm-hmm. what you you should you should give, you know, and then and then feel good in that. And then I'll close out with one more thing. Cause there's a lot of times where we're just We're pulled in so many different directions in life, you know, whether we're trying to please people at work or our family members or, you know, game day or race day, whatever it is, we're pulled in all these different directions, but sometimes we forget uh, to take care of ourselves, you know, home base. Mm -hmm. I just heard a quote the other day and it said, uh, the strength of the tree is in its roots right? So that starts with where you are, you have to take care of yourself. And a lot of times people think that's selfish, because they're trying to take care of their kids and all this other stuff. It's not selfish, it's a necessity. You know, you have to, it all starts with you. And if you can start taking care of yourself, whether that's certain nutrition, drinking water, electrolytes, showing up to the gym, start taking care of and doing the things that you love going on a trail run. Um, start, you know, taking care of home base, because that'll have a positive uh, ripple effect on every other aspect of your life. Do what you love, and people will love what you do.
0: So there's one thing that you always say um, at the end of classes, or to people as they join a class, or as you're trying to inspire somebody. It goes hand in hand with who you are and, and what you 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 put out there to the to the world. So. Oh,
1: yeah, you already know juice by that. Yeah, so juice. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. So the word and and more of a uh, feeling and um, you know energy. So juice stands for join us in creating energy, enthusiasm, excitement, exercise, anything I could pull out of you uh, to make it out much better. You know, there's, there's a lot of us in us and sometimes we're not always aware of it or don't believe in it. So anything that we can kind of, we can charge each other up with uh, to get the most out of it. So I was uh, privileged to be a part of a, a group when I was uh, doing a job a couple of years back and we used to have team meetings um, and juice would be a part of the conversation and, you know, and bringing good energy. And so I kind of added on all these other things um, because I feel like it's applicable in so many ways, both in fitness and in life. So sometimes in Class, you know, i yell juice by that, and the whole class yells juice. <laughs> juice by that juice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Mel. I really appreciate you joining us. And and uh, again, like you're probably one of the most motivational and energetic people I've I know currently and have and ever met. So I, I appreciate you being in my life and, and everything that you've done for me and, and for our community. So
1: oh, I appreciate that as well, and uh, happy to be on anytime you put up with me. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> blessings. Have a
0: good one. Thank you everyone for listening in on the trail life. Special shout out to Melanie Wilkerson for joining us today. We hope you all enjoyed the conversation and we look forward to seeing each and every one of you out on the trails real soon. This episode is supported by Bubs Naturals. Their mission is simple feel great, do good. Bubs helps fuel people to reach their maximum human potential through supplements sourced from nature's highest quality ingredients while giving 10% of all profits back to charity. Learn more about their NSF for sport certified collagen protein at BubsNaturals.com. Music provided by The Poor Dirty Astronauts with lyrics written by Matt Meyer.